What are you doing to your nipples? I'm not sure I'm going to be able to enjoy the silence if you keep trying to titillate me like that. <laughs> He's doing the thing with the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Don't squirt on me, Kate. <clears throat> <laughs> Something. I don't bloody know. She's a hundred episodes old. That's almost <laughs> as old as the Queen's son, I'm sure. He's pretty fucking old, too. <laughs> anyway, governors, governors and governesses, here we go. <coughs> What's so, your name? My name is Inspector Jake. And I'm joined by my lieutenants. Chris? Oi, this is Dime Ames. <laughs> I meant lieutenants. That's how we talk in England. Anyway, the other one. Carry on now. Good show, good show. Detective Inspective. I can't. <laughs> Let me try again. Detective Inspective, I can't. Inspectress Gadget. Inspectress Gadget. Perfect. Do you want to say your actual name, miss? Love, love. You want to say your name, love? She's killing me. Come on, before I stuff you full of crumpets! <laughs> Don't dread me with a good thing. time, alright, alright. Oh, I'm just gonna say oh, the My fuck name's th- Caitlin, so. Fuck all! There we go! Also, fun oh, fact Prince Charles will be 70 this year. Oi, oh. Governor! Oi! Oi, who's the bloody expert on the royal family now? Prince Harry? No! Hail to the man who will never be king! <laughs> <laughs> let us let us stop to sing our national anthem. Hey, baby, I hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. But does it parse to God Save the Queen? Sure, everything does. Hey, baby, I... What is the next word? <laughs> can feel. Fe- can feel the... the call. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to say the name of the episodes now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, All right. Please. So first, we're going to be talking about <laughs> elementary, dear Data. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> it's a holodeck episode. Guaranteed to please. Uh, it was guaranteed to please the doctor. <laughs> Stuffed with crumpets. Uh, yes. Um, in which our dear friend Data, uh, Data, I should say. <laughs> One of them is not my name. Mm, that is true, yes, yes. Uh, good show, good show. Uh, in any case, we're joined by our heroes as they endeavor to solve a Holmesian mystery in the hollow deck. So, they dress up like losers. <laughs> and they set, and they set the the time warp factor for the holodeck to ah. jolly old England. If this were the original <laughs> series, they'd just go to a planet that was jolly old England. But in this world, we're in the holodeck, because it's the future. Yeah, why didn't we ever get a Sherlock Holmes planet? That's fucking way better than Nazi planet. Well, this is how it is. You know, you know, it's quite, quite. Uh, in any case, yes, yeah, so we're talking about... I like about... we've segued very smoothly into a new voice for Jake. Yes, this is more proper. I wanted to be a little more, yes. He's... Little... He's reached full inbred with this one. Mm, yes, <laughs> quite, 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 yes, yes, hemophilia, yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, in any case, we are joined, uh, we joined them on the hollow deck, jolly old England, where the young Geordie LaForge, or as he is identified by Dr. Moriarty, that dark fellow over there. Oh my, Did yes. he actually say that? Yeah, yes, I commented on it. He quite, he quite did, it was... <laughs> 
Anyway, it's a bit saucy, as they say. Could have just said the fellow with the visor, but... No, I don't know what no. that is. Yeah, it's all the things that are weird about the way Geordi looks. He's mm. going to comment on his skin color. Get with the program, Moriarty. It's the 19th century. Anyway, uh, here we go. Um... So, Jordy tells a computer to make an adversary capable of defeating Jada, which was his big mistake, because the computer invented a man, Moriarty, who was able to take over the ship somehow, and then Picard had to go in there and talk some sense into him after he had banged Dr. Pulaski. Uh, uh actually, in- uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did invent Moriarty. How dare you correct me? It sickens me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and that's about the end of that shit. (laughs) I liked it though. Um, I know. What? You didn't like it? Hold on, we got a whole other synopsis to do. It's the outrageous Okuna! For the benefit of those at home, Jake just uh, gesticulated much like Data with the constant back and forth arm motion. I like really wish we were a video podcast. Yeah, when he's like, and I told her I was gonna tell a joke, but I really fucking suck at it, so I just kind of look like I'm space fucking the wall. Hey, Data, you ever go cross country skiing? Okay, so anyway, uh, the outrageous is it Okana? I think it's spelled O'Connor, but everyone says O'Connor. It sounds like O'Connor, but like in a Boston accent. Oh, so it's O'Connor, then, is it? Ah, it's fucking O'Connor. Ah, right, right. Get that fucking prick bastard O'Connor on the phone. It's a baby fucking wheel. wheel is what it is. It's a baby fucking wheel, G. All right, so uh, the outrageous O'Connor, O'Connor, we don't fucking know. They said O'Connor on the show, so there's probably a typo in the titles. Or they didn't know how to pronounce and just went with it. Okay, whatever. Either way, we meet this dude on a little shitball ship. Beam him aboard. He's got he's got a bitchin' ponytail. He starts Yikes. laying pipe almost immediately. Yeah. Before he even gets on the ship, he's like, a woman. <laughs> the women. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he uh, he's yeah, and like yeah, all the hotties came out to see this guy, even though he was a greasy motherfucker. His hair was Some, awful. His Some hair ladies was bad. like that. Anyway, he's got a broken ship, so of course they're like, we'll fix it for you, because we're the Federation, that's what we do. And then some other dudes show up from another planet, and they're like, no, this guy knocked up my daughter, so give him to us. And then some other dudes show up from a different planet, and they're like, that guy stole my cock ring, give him to us. So then the card has to be in the middle of this thing, to whether or not to give the guy over to the people. In the end, it turns out that he didn't knock up the daughter or steal the cock ring. He was bringing the cock ring to the daughter, who was in love with Romeo, and they committed suicide. I don't fucking know. Anyway, the B-plot was far more interesting, because Data needs to learn how to tell a joke! Woo-woo-yaka-yaka! Oh, I'm laughing! So, uh, yeah, Data's trying to explore humor. He does a holodeck with Joe Piscopo to uh, evidently uh, learn how to be a comedian and uh, fails. Yes. <laughs> Spectacularly. <laughs> and really, like, it was terrible. But the uh, Guinan was all right. I like Guinan in the show. Her joke was... sucked, though. No, I uh, loved her, her joke. joke. The... Her joke sucked. You liked, you're a droid and I'm annoyed. I loved it so much. Why? It's a, oh. it's a terrible pun. It's not a. So yeah, that's what we got. Cool. Yeah, <clears throat> some good shit. Yeah, this was a terrible week for me. <laughs> yeah, this was a really bad there week. Was lots no, of this fun. is worse. There was a lot of fun this week, week, huh? Really? The thing is, the thing what, is, what I is can. It? What's the thing? Well, the, here's, here's, here's many of the thing. All right. Elementary, my dear Data, is probably actually terribly, terribly written and acted, but it's got so much Brent Spiner. That I want to be okay with it. Like, I had really high hopes for saying, oh, good, we'll see more of Data playing Sherlock Holmes. He's good at that, but it was upsetting. Yeah, his Holmes was not great. No, his Holmes was not great. Like, I felt like every single second they were just explaining things. And granted, that's what Sherlock Holmes does. But you know what? This is a fucking television script and not a fucking novel or, or short story written by Arthur Conan Doyle. So. They spent too much of the episode leading into. Like, because. You know, Moriarty gaining sentience and taking over the ship. That's the plot. And that's a great plot. But, but that's it takes like, them 25 like, minutes yeah, to get to it. Like, and then the they have to explain it five times that this is what's happening. It's also apparently really easy to create sentience. Yeah, you just tell the computer, make 
a life form that's sentient, and it will do that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that did seem... Like, come on, give us give us a token the ship was struck by a field right when it happened, and that's why the yeah. polar inverse isomlinear... did they say... They said there was some kind of surge they saw in the holodeck, but I assume that was just Moriarty coming into existence. I think, yeah. it, was, yeah, I think it was the computer... Making him? Putting all of its processing yeah, power. Yeah, if they had, like, what I thought too, if they had, like you know, hit some kind of a of what's it in space. Yeah, and technobabble. Yeah. Hey, really, where's Light Baby when you need him? Like, seriously. He could have brought life to that shit. It should be just every time you turn around the fucking... Every time I turn... <laughs> I don't know the Holodecks, you know, pooping out <laughs> sentient grams. There is the question, though. Is The question being... Was Moriarty actually sentient? Or programmed to think he was or, sentient. Yeah, or was he just programmed to think he was, like, was he just aware? Like, the only thing that really shows that he has any, that he's anything more than any other holodeck character is that he knows that he's a holodeck character. Like that poor detective found out at the end of that one episode. Well, that's what yeah. they told him. He Moriarty figured it out because yeah, yeah, yeah. he saw the arch. Yeah, he had, like, his, his, Moriarty's two big things were he knew he was a holodeck character and... He didn't want to die, and he could, and he could access the computer. <clears throat> oh, yeah. also that. Mm-hmm. Like those were those were the big things. Mm. Well, I know, and this is jumping ahead, and I'll not infer, and I'll not imply too much, but I know we do see a kind of sequel to this episode several seasons from now. Season six, I think. Season yeah, six, and that's because uh, Sherlock Holmes, either at the time or in perpetuity or something, is technically still owned in part by the estate of Arthur Conan Doyle or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, I read about this, So there was, there was a whole bunch of to-do with getting royalties paid and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually read about this years ago. The, the, they had hoped to maybe do more of those sorts of, you know, data as home stories, and the Doyle estate was like, ah, excuse me. It was probably more like, where's it, pardon me? No, that's true. <laughs> but uh, ultimately... They lost a court case in the last couple of years, so now I think everything except... I want to say the last book of stories is finally in the public domain. Huh. So as long as you're not adapting one of those stories, you can do whatever the fuck you want with Holmes. So many Holmes porn parodies. <laughs> Sherlock Bones. Yeah, so speaking, <laughs> speaking of Sherlock Holmes, I went and read The Final Problem today, which is the short story in which Moriarty is introduced. Yep. And he was introduced as a way to kill off Holmes because Doyle wanted to stop fucking writing Holmes. Yep. So I read it today... I am not a mystery kind of person, so I found it insufferable. Well, it's also the least mystery of the Holmes. It is mostly just, we're going to introduce this character so I can kill Holmes, so I can write my other stories that no one cares about. Oh god, I need to bring Holmes back from the dead. Yep. I don't understand why... Okay, I understand that people are, like, artists and have, like, grand visions and shit... You can still write the Grand Vision shit and still get paid. Why would you kill a fucking cash cow like Holmes? I mean, was he really a cash cow at the time, though? Like, I know he, like... I feel like he must have been, because it was all in, like, newspapers and stuff. He must have been getting something for it. That's true. And then he was print... They were probably getting printed. He was probably getting money. And they were probably getting reprinted. There were probably books. I don't know. Chris, you know more about Sherlock Holmes shit than I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know... If it, like, made him crazy rich. Yeah, that's the internet. But it kept him off the streets. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it didn't well enough for him that he eventually (laughs) did bring him back. What's interesting to me, though... That is snuff money. Is that, you know, they said that, you know, the whole point of this, uh, in the episode, the whole point of this story was that it was an original Holmes mystery. Yeah. But it was very obviously based on the Croydington house, which was like... The Crumpetsing house. The Crumpetsing house. No, the Croydington house. (laughs) one of the earlier ones, I think. Which story? The story with Moriarty? or No, no, no. Well, no, it didn't. They just swapped out the villain. It wasn't Moriarty in, oh. in the Croydington house. What's the Croydington house? I haven't heard of it's that. Early, you haven't heard of that the, one? The Paddington Bear. The, yes, the Paddington Bear. No, it's, it's just like any other home story. You know, there's a mystery in a house in the Moors, and they go out there, and they arrive, and there's a large feast going on, and... Holmes and Watson insert themselves in the feast. There's another murder as they're serving the salad course, and as they come out with tossed salad and scrambled eggs. You know how hard it was for me to keep a straight face because I know there's no such story as the Croydington House. I wondered why you weren't saying anything. Oh man! And also, I actually stopped listening to you, but I could feel the knew, salads and scrambled eggs coming. Ah, oh, god damn it! I ruined they, it. They did, however, fuck up 
A Scandal in Bohemia. And that was supposed... Was that the first one? Yeah, the one that supposedly they were doing like it was done oh, in the story. Because he knows you're your home shit. I, I, some of it, not as much as Data, but I, I know Scandal in Bohemia... Yeah, Bohemia well enough that... Really, the internet can't give me a simple fucking answer to this question? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. There wasn't a photo sewn inside some thief's pocket. That was, that was as much nonsense as the pastiche yeah, later. Yeah, that annoyed me. I was like, that's not... That's not what happened. Yeah, no. She has the pictures. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Maybe because they didn't want to get sued. Maybe they thought they could. They figured they could get away with Moriarty, Holmes, and Watson, but not Arena Adler. Well, if you notice, whenever <laughs> they pronounced Holmes, they pronounced it Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> whenever they pronounced Moriarty, they pronounced it Moriarty. Mori Farty. Moriarty. This has gotten strange. And Watson could be anyone. That's just a common name. Yeah. True. It's true. True. And we all know Watson wasn't that, a black guy in the story. It could That's be true. the computer that played uh, gave up Jeopardy. As, uh, already said. I mean, honestly, considering what they probably actually would have called him back in the day. He would have been like, look, that obvious spaceman <laughs> with the space eyes. No, space I thought it was eyes. very funny that, you know, uh, Picard insists on going to change into a costume less mm. because he's already had a, an instance where people in the in the game have said, you're wearing something funny, aren't you, man? And he's like, shut up, it's my uniform. Well... But he looked hot. He looked fucking hot in he that He looked outfit. all right. But cool the thing is, like, they, 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 also, they dressed man. up Worf, who looked all right. He didn't even get to go in. He didn't even get to go in, but it's like, you're worried that they're going to comment on your wardrobe. But not Yet Jordy's got a visor, and Worf's got a fucking headpiece. And Data's a robot. And J- yeah, and Data's a robot. Well, see, they could pass it off as like, uh, my friend here is an albino, and my other friend here got rice his forehead caught in a rice picker. He just smoked too much opium, and well, time and opium makes fools of us all. Didn't Patrick Stewart play Scrooge at some point? Yeah. Yeah. After Star Trek, though. Damn. I was like, I wonder if they made any reference to that with the costume choices. Nope. I actually really liked the end of this episode. I know you did too, Ames, because you were just glad it was over. But that's not why I liked it. Why did you like it, Caitlin? I kind of loved that Moriarty was so, like, chill. Because he's like, I'm making these demands, and but I'm also going to have tea with my new girlfriend who Aww. I'm going to stuff with crumpets. They and love then each other. They do. She was into it. She was. I hope. I don't know. Otherwise, she had nothing to do with this episode except kind of crack wise at Data for a while. And then... Be a prisoner who ate crumpets. See, Data, I told you you were a fucking idiot who has no soul. Piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking overstuffed calculator. I sort of like that, you know, there was no real... Like, by the end, it wasn't some sort of grand evil scheme. It was just, I need the attention of the captain... I'd like to live, please. Mm. Which is a reasonable request. Which is like, oh... Fuck, all right then. He it took was... no for an answer too easily was my only complaint, I guess, because hmm. you feel like if they hadn't spent so fucking long being like, let's see all this stupid bullshit from... Let's solve a pointless murder in the meantime. Oh, the wife did it. Yeah. Done. Even at first when they're like trying to do the scandal of Bohemia, we didn't need that. We could have jumped right to the like elements of Holmes in Holmes thing. Yeah. We also could have spent less time with the HMS whatever the fuck. Victory. It's the good <laughs> ship, HMS Cock Robin on a home trip. Up and down she's bobbing, though the weather's so rough. The crew's very tough. They're all fed up and said that we've had more than enough. I've a brother. Right, He's an able no, seaman, yet. and they call no, that's him that. Redhead no, the best Tom. Bit. I don't fucking give a shit about the best bit. <laughs> But listen, it was an urgent matter that Jordy had to show Data that fucking ship and then bringing, bring him to a fucking play date on the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, could have just gone straight to the holodeck. Yeah, it wasn't really necessary, especially because they fucking broke it anyway. Not yeah. even that badly. I think the reason why it felt especially pointless, because it's like, you know, oh, I wish I'd been on that ship. It would have been awesome to live that dream. It's like, you don't, it's unnecessary. We don't ever see it later. You're not like, it's not like in... In Holmesland, he like is suddenly finds himself like captaining a ship and being like, oh, <laughs> like you know, it was a pointless setup to show off that ridiculous model. Which here's how that scene could have been better, right? Cutting it on the editing and on the edit room floor. Okay, other way it could have been better, aside from the obvious. If Brent Spiner was naked. What? Um, <laughs> well, not that scene, but the the reason for it existing is if later while the ship was lurching, we cut to engineering and it's about to topple over and then in Into rushes the Shimoda. <laughs> And it's like, it's shenanigans as Shimoda desperately Whoa! juggles it as the ship. Yeah. Oh, no! 
Oh, and then he, like, after all this tense, like, he just keeps saving it, and then he gently puts it down. And it smashes into a million pieces. Or that, either way. This is not an episode of the Looney Tunes. Oh, that's the next one, that's right. I did hear that the original ending of this episode explains why that the sheet of paper could exist outside the holodeck. Does it? I was wondering. And that's the... Picard would have realized that Moriarty could exist outside the holodeck all along because something must have gone wrong with him gaining sentience and shit or something was different. Okay. In that, see, the paper can exist outside the holodeck, which means he probably can if he comes out, but that Picard would go in and lie to him and say, nope, you don't have that capability. You're going to have to stick around in here. Bye. What a dick. But Roddenberry nixed that because it made Picard seem cruel. Well, well also, just... Moriarty would have seen through it. And that's just that the, 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 the paper, which, why would Dana hand it to Jordy upside down? But whatever. <laughs> um, I also just assume... His visor would correct it. Oh, right. Well, and Data's a computer, so no matter what way he looks at it, he probably sees it right. That's true. It's also space, so... There's Up no is relative. Really, yeah. what are four-directional things? Yeah, but they were looking at it upside down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just assumed that it was, like, re- replicated. Like, that the, just like how when they got wet. Like all the scones that, that uh, Pulaski must have eaten. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, too. Scone after scone after scone. Like, they could get wet. There was the, you know, the Dixon Hill episode where the lipstick left the holodeck with Picard. Mm-hmm. It seems like the one thing that can't survive is something that's supposed to be alive, which would make sense because that's more complex and the computer is probably running it. Whereas, like, it's not a stretch in this world, you know, to say in this world where you can summon matter from thin air that, yeah, some of this is real. Yeah, I mean, I get the sense that the holodeck is kind of like, like puppets, right? Like yeah. Computers controlling the puppets. Yeah. I think computer computer does a fucking lousy job, though. If we remember in We'll Always Have Paris, computer did, did a great job improvising and figuring out a thing for Picard to do in his little Paris cafe. Mm. In this thing, when it tries to improvise and do the whole the shtick with London and a snake falling and all this shit, it's like, computer, create a new Holmesian story doesn't mean just smashing two other ones together. Well, you know, it's one thing to say, I want this cafe and it's a nice day, and it's another to say, Computer, write me some fan fiction. Computers are, after all, just stupid children that do whatever we tell them on. Whatever Tom Baker said that. Yeah, time. I can't quite remember the line. Uh, what else? What else happened? Not much. Yeah, not much this episode. Much. We didn't see a lot of stuff because we were kind of stuck with data most of the episode. Which normally I wouldn't be complaining, but I thought it was fucking shit. Oh, so. Pulaski got to be a shit to data again. Yeah, she always does. Yeah, she loves that. She wore not a, a sweet dress though. Yeah, yeah, she looked good in that. Yeah, that this really episode was uh, nominated for Emmys in art direction and costume design. Yeah, I sure. Could see that? Hey, yeah, I won't it was very attractive. Those. I will because I thought only Pulaski's costume was any good. Oh, I really, yeah, I really liked Patrick Stewart's costume. His costume good. was pretty nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I I liked it fine. It was just fluff. It wasn't like, you know, really serious. You know, like the other episodes. I do, I do have a note <laughs> like, here. Like the Outrageous Okona? Oh, no. I do have a note here that, yeah, there's a moment where when Picard first bursts into Moriarty's lair, you know, he's like, well, you've beaten Data. Your program is done. And Moriarty is like, what? I'm just like, yeah, no, no. Picard talking to computers to death. That's a that's Kirk's that, that's domain. A, yeah, that's a, that's a Kirk domain. That would have worked if you were a different captain with a terrible piece. Yeah. Kirk's hair was fine. Also, I did kind of like, and I don't think this was on purpose, but who knows, that by the end you've got Data in the sort of what has become the stereotypical deer stalker in Inverness cape, and Picard in sort of a nice suit and top hat, which, because that, that was sort of a, an image that was created by the movies, Holmes and the Inverness and the Deerstalker, because Holmes in the stories is actually like, you know, he's depicted often as being kind of, in newer versions, being sort of not really giving a fuck about, you know, protocol and whatever else, but actually in the stories, Holmes is super conscious of certain societal norms and is very, he dresses very well, Mm. you know? And a man who knows fashion wouldn't wear the Deerstalker and the Inverness cloak around town. That's something you wear on, like, a hunting weekend. Hmm. And the reason it gets associated with him a lot is because there are so many adaptations of, like, Hound of the Baskervilles, which is one of the few cases in the stories where he would have. I don't remember if he does, but he would have because it's, like, a country estate kind of thing. So in the end, you've got Data in the sort of the popular image Holmes outfit that doesn't actually make sense. And you've got Picard in something more like what Holmes would wear in the city. And I don't know if that was intentional or had something to do with, like, the idea of... 
I think it's a recognizability thing. Like, people would recognize, like, what they think homes should look like yeah. based on the media and shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably all it was, but yeah, it was still... Was, if he didn't have the stupid pipe and everything, no one would know who the fuck he's supposed to be. Yeah, but it was still kind of funny that you've got Picard here. It's like, all right, I'll actually fix the problem, and he sort of actually looks at the part in a different way than Data, who's kind of playing at it. Did Holmes wear a lot of top hats? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you know, often, again, if he was in London, he was usually depicted in a top hat. Interesting. Yep. Troy was empathing again, and oh, it didn't make God, any fucking sense. Oh, God, I forgot about sense. that. She did a stupid thing. I, I wish I had written down what she said, because it was talking in circles around, like, I feel a presence in the holodeck, and it's weird, and I'm uncomfortable by it. She seriously does just sound like a fake TV psychic half the time. I sense that you once had... A male family member, is that right? Beginning with a J? Call me now for your free reading. I sense that you've stopped buying my bullshit. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me that Lady Cleo is... Madame Cleo is dead. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo? You I couldn't, couldn't be that sad. You didn't know her name. You lying bastard. No, but like, I, I just... I miss her commercials. But she was a total fraud. They all are, bro. Yeah, but it wasn't... You didn't even talk to her when you called. You talked to like a call center. What? Do they at least fake the Jamaican accent? I doubt it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hi, you've reached Miss Cleo. This is Craig. <laughs> How can I help you? Miss Craig, at least? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just Craig, please. <laughs> Would we like to talk about... Because I think, you know, there was some disagreement over elementary deer data. Mm-hmm. I think we can probably all agree that the next episode is... is the best toss. ever? Fuck. Caitlin. What? So, let me... Let me Toss salad like and scrambled eggs. Well, actually, before we move on to that... Yeah? We need to take a straw poll. Did Pulaski have sex with Moriarty? Yes. yes. Okay. Just making sure we're all in agreement he on that. He stuffed her full of crumpets. What do you think that means? I mean, when, when, when they walked in, and she was, like, on the... Like, splayed out on the, yeah. on the couch and, like, fixed herself real yep. quick. I was like, yep, yep, that's... Yeah, no, they totally both. Well, he at least made it to first base, but I would guess that... The 24th century, she's a strong, independent woman. She was so impressed when they got on the holodeck with how realistic everything was. She was really just trying to figure out how far it went. A lot of explaining how the holodeck works again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Every time we go there. I did like when, like, the effect when Moriarty was fucking with shit and, like, you could see Oh, yeah, you could see, like, the glowy wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was actually really well done. I forgot about that. That was cool. Yeah, and I think they did make a mistake in having Jordy try to explain the holodeck. Yeah, that was never... Because it's like, just just don't. Just don't explain it. Because when you explain it, it makes us think about how yeah, stupid it cause is. Yeah, because then when we think about it, and then I start wondering, like, wait a minute, so how are two different scenes? Because Pulaski's been in the holodeck the whole time. The holodeck is one big room. Yep. She's somewhere in here. Yep. Um, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> I have to. It's, no. It's, it's, diff- it's complicated, and it's making my brain hurt. And I, no, it's it makes no I mean, sense. I'm just assu- the way I always assumed it kind of worked is once you go in, if you're with other people, it like puts a bubble around your group, and that's what you see. And then if somebody goes off, their bubble kind of what happens if your separates. bubbles walk into each other? Well, no, you just you just go. And I also think that the holodeck floor must move like oh, a treadmill. Oh, it absolutely does. I was mm. thinking that too. It definitely does. So like it just it's just like okay, well, Pulaski's walked over here now, so we're gonna put her there. Well, the question is, how does it bring everybody together without them noticing at the end? I mean, really advanced computerly doodlies. I would, I would guess so. But yes, chances are she was, uh, she was, she was in the bone zone like two inches from Picard for yeah. a while there. <laughs> I mean, probably seven or eight inches from Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to figure out how to say it. You did it. Uh, you know, it was even closer. Were all those women to Akana? <laughs> Oh. So my notes include. Yeah, they were two inches from him. <laughs> he had a small. Well, he had a small. Peak well, no. Head. If he was two inch, if they were two inches from him, that would mean that there was two inches more dick than they could handle. Oh, so. So actually, he's like fifteen inches long. <laughs> oh my! So my first note for this episode. Oh god! My first note for this episode. I already hate this guy. Yeah. My... We're introduced to him by watching his ass. Seventh note, I hate this man. <laughs> uh, oh, and my sixth note, right before that, all in caps with an exclamation point after each word, which is something I don't often do, stop trying so hard. Yep. 
Yeah, this was this was rubbish. This was a rubbish episode. Rubbish. It might be my least favorite so far. Wow, of TNG. Of TNG. Wow, even worse than the other bad ones. Code that of we Honor. Didn't like? Well, I'm the one who who didn't hate Code of Honor. What about oh, the yeah. child? This is close. Worse than the that child. one's really close. It's really close to the child. This one is pretty bad. It's so bad. They uh, they had every element was shit. The acting of every single person was awful. Although that no, woman was the Yanar so bad. Oh my god. They just went out on the street and were like, "Hey, that's a pregnant lady. Bring her in. We're gonna stick a her. Walter Koenig wig on her as Caitlyn noticed." Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll marry a Kano Lodge. <laughs> but yeah, it's like so bad. They wanted this guy to happen so badly that he was immediately reprehensible. I like mean, you could tell, they thought they had their TNG Harry Mud. Mm. Oh. If that, if that was the goal, mission failed so badly. Just horrible. Oh, pretty damn bad. This, like the thing about Harry Mudd was, he was a bastard. Yep. And he was charismatic. Yep. So you actually kind of liked him, even though you didn't want to. Even though you didn't want to. And I mean, this guy was supposed to be really charismatic, but he was also just terrible. Well, the actor sucked, but he also wasn't a bastard. He was just a. He was a hooker with a heart, heart of gold. He was a rake. Like he didn't. He wasn't like a foil for anybody. No. Uh, In fact, he he's the one that fixed everything at the end. Yeah. I know. Why not just say that outright way way earlier? Because he already yeah. had said way too much outright way way earlier. Because guys, it was about diverting your expectations. Obviously, someone who's philandering with all these women on the ship obviously knocked up this woman and stole this treasure. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, he's I got that ponytail. Yeah. He's obviously oh a thief. God. Yeah. That ponytail was something else. What I like, too, is like you said, Jake, at the end of last week, it really is like, I mean, Harry Mudd or Han Solo, trying to throw in Han Solo, uh, and to really drive the point home that theirs was better, or so they thought. He had two vests. <laughs> yeah, they definitely, the, the, like the, the costume, the the costume right. was definitely inspired by Han Solo. Yeah, no, like he looked like a refugee from a terrible Star Wars fan movie. And it looked in like when they're like uh, when Troy is painstakingly describing his character. Yep. Yeah. It was like somebody show did, don't tell. Someone show did the, don't uh, tell. Someone did a Wikipedia search on Han Solo character traits. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's get make sure we get Rogue in there. Yeah. And make sure Data doesn't know what it means so he can start listing off adjectives. Oh, Rogue. Jerk. Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> voted, voted most likely to knock up some guy's daughter. I, I also had a note where, like, you know, when he meets Wesley and is real nice to him, Wesley's just so happy. Aww. I, I joke, oh my god, I think we're best friends now! I think Wesley wanted a little something. I think everybody wanted to fuck him, including Worf. I think every single person on the ship. Well, it's just his charm. Ponytail. His... his amazing amount of Ponytail. charm. I wanted to fuck the TV. Like, <laughs> I literally jizzed on my TV. You know what makes me oh, really, I was really sad? What that was. Is I looked this guy up and he played the Rocketeer. Yeah. I love that movie. That's a great movie. It is. You know what else? I, I looked this guy up. He was a candidate for the role of Riker. Yes, I saw that too. Oh, but they that considered They considered him too soft. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing though, I could totally I that see... He was pretty hard in this episode. <laughs> Sometimes it is not the actor, it is the material. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I'm not or gonna... the director. Or the director. Yeah, because I don't think anyone was great in this episode. I will really. say... No, even Data, which is a shame. Get rid of the ponytail and the terrible clothes. Yeah. He's got a pretty face. He's, he's hotter than Riker. I don't know, hotter than Riker with a beard. Yeah, know. he's got like I don't know. he's got a real baby face. Yeah, a little you bit. Know. Riker's a little more rugged, I guess. A little more rakish, a little more rogue-like. <laughs> yeah, rogue, ne'er do well. What well, one thing that did really kind of put me off pretty badly with this episode though was when like I get they were trying to say, look, we've advanced beyond these petty ideas, but it still seemed a bit. Well, I bet Roddenberry came up with this, where it's like I get that. It is a little outdated for the father to think his honor has been besmirched by his daughter getting knocked up. So, like, yeah, that is silly. But it is still a dick move to knock a girl up and run, you know? That's not what he did, of course, but at the time, that's what everyone thinks. I don't know. He could have done it to some of the women on the Enterprise. He probably did. There's a reason we never see Terry Hatcher again, and it's not just because she got that sweet Lois and Clark gig. 
I mean, specifically because she asked for asked this role to be uncredited, because they cut most of her scenes. Oh, she's supposed to have more scenes. She's supposed to have more scenes. Wow. Um, wow, Michael Dorn is actually a really handsome guy, isn't he? I've never seen him without the stupid warf. You will in DS Nine. He's really attractive. That's not why I'm here. I'm trying to find. Uh... But yeah, that, that did feel like I feel like that could be a Roddenberry thing, just because like that's his perfect world. A world where you can just knock up whoever you want and no one's allowed to get mad at you about it without se- seeming silly. Because it's women's lib. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. And like I said, I get it. I do get that it is outdated to think, oh, the father should personally be offended because that sort of ties into that whole your daughter's your property thing. But if, you know, the daughter wanted to be upset, that I feel like should I be know, her see, right. I, I got the Not imp- that she was. But. I got the impression that were, they, were these two families like some kind of royalty or something? Yeah, they were. I think I assumed they were like the leaders of their respective worlds. Was yeah, my so, if, so if they're they're you know Romeo and Julietting this this house, then they're actually ruining their bloodlines. Yeah. No, I know. But there's also like okay, so that was obvious. You know, th- everything is wrong with this episode. Yes, everything is written everything. wrong with this episode. Every yeah, single it's, thing. It's, it's horrendous. So we haven't even touched the B plot, but I, so I'm gonna we'll say get there. I'm we'll gonna, get there. Yeah, the I'm gonna stay on this for a minute let's because let's plot. talk about how badly this was written. So every kind of badly for half the episode, it's it's we're a good chunk into the episode before we even meet the the angry dad. Yeah, yeah. Devin. Right? And then we meet the other angry dad, Cushel. And it's never explained or alluded that those two are rivals, the two dads. Mm. It's just the only suggestion we get is that well, they both want Okana. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, it's not like, oh, how dare you? Ah, oh, oh, McGillicuddy, I'll fuck you up, you piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> don't fuck yourself in the ass, you piece of garbage. Oh, come on out with my rake and I'll rake you in the butthole. Jesus Christ. I'm not Georgia Tapp. <laughs> I think Jake's had a stroke. I'm, I'm, I think we're back on the holodeck. I'm, I'm, but don't worry. If I'm doing a here, fake argument won. between No, no, I understood. I'm not sure why they were bad Irish. Yeah, Chris, try to keep up. Two boring <laughs> clans of, like, Irishmen, I guess. Yes. And they, they have an anal fixation on Oh, Jimmy, my boy. Heidi, tighty, tighty. Oh, I actually want to kiss ya, McGillicuddy. When we <laughs> <laughs> Let's make out in me barn. He started starting to sound like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Mr. Krabs? Mr. Krabs. From uh, Spongebob. Spongebob. Uh, Spongebob. No. But anyway, so, so yeah, we never get the sense until the really the end that these two are warring. Well, yeah, they threaten to go to war if the other one gets custody of Okana. Yeah, because yeah. it could definitely first at first just look like they're just arguing over wanting to be the one that prosecutes this guy. It's not necessarily clear that they'd be arguing regardless. This yeah. is just the latest on a long And string. Picard tries to symbiosis this shit and say, Prime Directive, I have nothing to do with this, but it's like, but I have the guy, so what do I do? I can't symbiosis this shit when the guy is on my ship. Yeah, just let me leave. Oh yeah, good idea. Yeah. I um, could flush him down the toilet. Also, Beamed they go out of their way. They spend so much time in this episode talking about how shitty everyone else's ships are. Mm. Like, that seemed unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, like, why why was it important that the two... That they're not a threat? That they're not a threat. Like, like and Good it's question. restated over and over again. <laughs> There's lasers. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even cut through our navigational devices. What am I going to do? Do a PowerPoint? <laughs> oh. I did love that... For some reason, Worf is the one to have to mute the view screen every time. Mm. When Picard would give him the, the signal and Worf would say, muted. Yeah. And unmuted. Someone's just going to give Picard like a little button in his pocket that Seriously. he can press. thought yeah. he was just happy to see me. Speaking of the crappy ships, I couldn't find confirmations online. But I'm pretty sure the first one that shows up, the first angry dad, was... Yeah. Devin, I think his ship was the same one that was the transport in Star Trek Three that that woman was on who brought Krug the information about the Genesis device. Mm. Pretty I, sure. I haven't looked closely at any of them. The other I, I two keep picturing were... it as the Heart of Gold, so... Yeah. Heart of Gold. Yeah, the other two, I don't know, were just indistinguishable mishmash nonsense. And how fucked up was Okana's ship that they spent so much goddamn time fixing it? Like I feel like It seems to be that one component. Too. I feel like the entire warp core goes offline and every system is down and Jordy's like, I'll get it fixed in twenty minutes. Yeah. But like this rinky dink ship takes three days to fix the fucking Maybe because it's like hopper. really, really old tech and that's part of O'Connor why. kept coming back in and re-breaking it so he'd have more time with the ladies. Mm. Yeah, like uh, Penelope with her... Uh, yeah, with her knitting. With her knitting, yeah. 
I think it was actually weaving, but yes. Oh, probably. It was close. It's okay. Same thing. God, speaking of Same sexism, thing. I love that, you know, the second woman whose room we see is like just all bright fucking pastel lavender. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you know how chicks like their rooms, right? Just fucking pink and purple and shit. Yeah. yeah. She likes what she likes. Some girls do, and that's okay. No, I know, but I feel like that was still less that and more some guy came up with it and was like, hey! Or maybe it was the 80s. That it too. was the 80s. Also, I'm going to suggest, and this might be out of line, but I'm going to suggest that perhaps, considering Starfleet is a military organization, and it's and it's probably a breach of decorum for crew members on a starship to fuck random dudes and people. No, I was going to say to decorate your quarters. <laughs> no, I was going to say, they can't just put a bucket of paint. I, know, I, just thought, I thought it was weird that Picard's like, I don't care if you bang everyone on the ship. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like... If there's just all this banging going on on the ship, I feel like that should be like a rule. Listen, I feel there's like already Jake, banging going on on the ship. Yeah, but it's this is an enlightened future culture yeah. that doesn't care if you knock people up. Again, this is Roddenberry's utopia. Everyone's just fucking constantly. I mean, uh, well, they must, he's the one who they came must, I mean, I'm sure there's fucking going on constantly, even in the military now, obviously. Sure. But. But there are I feel technically like, I feel like it wouldn't, fraternization Yeah, I, I feel like it wouldn't be like a thing where Picard would just be like, no, it's cool. Fuck everybody. Fuck me. Yeah, like Fuck so the that, Fuck I the really, boy. Fuck you all. But the only real danger <laughs> would probably be pregnancy or STDs, and I'm guessing That's why you fuck that, data instead. Well, but I was going to say, I would guess that, like, STDs are probably basically all I think it's more. I think it's more, of a, I think it's the more of a breakdown of military order. I think that's more the reason why. Yeah, but this well, is again. What if they a, fucked them on their off hours. Huh? This is a far less militaristic mm. version of Starfleet than we had in TOS. That's true. And Kirk still laid pipe like a champ. Yeah, but he always, will. he always did it to uh, to an end. You know? He didn't always though. There yeah, were lots ejaculation. Of that was the end he was trying to work towards. Reaching uh, climax. I don't know. I just feel, I, it felt weird to me that Picard's like, I don't care if you're fraternizing with the crew. No, it was kind of weird. You know, I, I would definitely I don't write disagree. it off as like Roddenberry still having a lot of control and wanting to have this like constant sex future. I mean, they were gonna go on vacation on Sex Planet with the teenagers. That's right. So yes, I guess this isn't yeah, too much of a were. stretch. But you know, it was a stretch. All, all those the cr- all those women's bungholes oh. when they met O'Connor, eh? Because eh? Uh. he fisted him in the butt. With his fists. You know, I should have known that's where this was going, but I thought he was going to segue into the I comedian. I was hoping he was segueing into the comedian, because I'm done talking about O'Connor now. <laughs> well, you know, that arm gesture has two uses. <laughs> uh, radio, everyone. We're officially funnier than every joke in this episode. I know. That was really funny. No, it wasn't. That I'm joke really sucked. not funny this week. No. I, can't get, I can't get anything to land this week. No, this you can't. Terrible. You're trying too hard. You're, you're being like Data. You're trying too hard. I say you're Oral Khan. That's going to be it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I have a feeling this entire episode was written around Take My Wharf, please. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I like. No. That. Which one did I, did I like that? Which one did I like? There was one I liked. Yeah, they dropped all the best jokes in the last two seconds of the yeah. episode. I liked the I'm digital or whatever the fuck. That, that was, was cute. funny. That was cute. Well, I'd never heard the nudist joke before. Which joke was it? Uh, I, I, you hear the one about the... the nudist that nothing looked good on? Oh, yeah. See, that's a clever joke. Yeah, I like that. Well, it's also cl- a classic, right? Yeah, but I somehow just never heard it. I don't know how. Yeah. He doesn't spend much time at, like, you know, speakeasies with flappers or something. <laughs> yeah, but you read a joke book. Have I ever told you about the racist joke book I found at my grandfather's house? Oh no. my god! Tell us more, Jay. Does it still? Do you, do you it, still have it? Because... I think I do. It, I'll, oh I'll, I'll look for it and show it to you at some point. You look at my it's... bookshelf like it's on my bookshelf. <laughs> that's where he hides it. Actually, so that's that's what I found. Bookshelf I found. It used to be my grandfather's bookshelf. Oh, okay. So that's what made me think of it. No, it was like this. You know, he had all these. I won't go into details, but there were some weird books in his collection, and among them was a was a. I think the title of it was like "Best Jokes for Every Occasion." Oh no! <laughs> and like it was cat, and the chapters were categorized, and each one of them was like a one-liner, you know, rimshot type thing. Sure. But just the chapter headings were like. Jokes about Orientals. Oh, oh, jokes no. about Hebrews. Oh, jokes no. about uh, every every race had a chapter. Was the joke by book by Joe Piscopo? It could have been because that was the sort of startling thing to me. Is like, who decided let's put Joe Piscopo on Star Trek because he was known for his like even then kind of pushing the boundaries of decency humor. It's was because he? Jerry Lewis wasn't available. 
So they had Joe Piscopo come and pretend to be Jerry Lewis? Basically. Which, by the way, his fucking impression was offensive as fuck. <laughs> it was really, really it was, terrible. It they let really him, well, they let him improvise a lot of his scenes, well, apparently, which sounds mistake. like a mistake. Which right. is a shame, because I really, really like uh, Johnny Dangerously, and he's great in that. Yeah. But yeah, this, every moment that he was on uh, on screen, I think I was face palming the entire fucking I saw time. Johnny Dangerously once. 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 Nice. Like, I think that's probably the problem, though, is, again, he was a comic who was known for, you know... His impressions. And but what, adult humor, and he was on a G-rated program. You talking <laughs> about Star Trek or SM? Yeah. You mean the episode the episode of Star Trek that had the rogue man... PG-rated. Banging everybody? Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking banging his way through Starfleet. He's an admiral now. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. All hey. the way to the top. <laughs> Yeah, no, those, those, that whole thing was, ooh. ooh. It's, it's, it's a waste of an episode. Yeah. It had nothing, like, the two plots had nothing to do with each other. Nope. See, at least sometimes, I think we had a a moment with, even the one with the, with the people from the 90s or whatever that were in cryo, I feel like they worked better with the, uh, with the B story than this worked. True. Because even just the fact that they were annoying Picard when he was trying to do serious things was more involved. Like, you could have put this B-plot into any other episode, and this A-plot in any other episode, and... Well, they also didn't have... Yeah, they never interacted. The nope. two plots nope. never crossed over. Yeah, the only time it crossed over was when Data got cut off in the middle of a joke and had to go to the bridge. That's yeah. the only time that there was any overlap. Mm. Which, by the way, I am so pissed I never get to find out how I wanted to hear ends. that joke. Well, like I said, there's probably many, many, many nerds who have come up with their own punchlines. Mm. Actually, I would like to see those. Mm. No, no. Most of them are probably awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did like the scene when Dana created an audience and they laughed at every bad oh, joke. Oh, it made me cry. She was very what? upset. I didn't actually cry, but like when he realizes that they're just laughing because they're bullshit, he uh, looks so bummed out. Yeah, okay. That was, that was good work by Brent Spiner, but I felt like the whole device was just stretching the episode. So, the episode. Bad. Bad. Terrible. Bad. Fucking so bad. awful. Very like, bad. Worst. Yeah, I would rather see the Ferengi again. Really? In, oh, in, their, in their TNG state. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I would, I want... I would rather Okoda Wesley have his sweaters back. ...to get frozen in carbonate <laughs> and dumped in the Sarlacc's anus. I'd rather he just get thrown directly into the fucking warp core. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sad we never see him again. Yeah. He should He should pal up with Bem. That's this, what he's got to do. This was like Bem-level... Episode it was obnoxious. Like I can, I can see like, oh, let's have a let's have a new quirk, quirky character that the you know the ladies will like and everyone else will, will have shenanigans with. But no, it was every moment was annoying. Yep. And if their intention was to make him a recurring character that would like pop up, I think that that had to be like, oh, well, or, there's that wacky Okada. They yeah, they oh spent boy. so much of the episode trying to convince you to love him by having every like fucking Riker fucking like. Fellating him with his words. Well, that's just the way he lives, Wesley. He's a free spirit. Yeah, Yeah, it's just fucking. It's the same problem we had with Wesley, where it was like like gladiator movie. In his early (laughs) appearances, grown man naked. (laughs) Oh god! In his early appearances, where like the show wanted you to love him, so what they did was they overdid it and you hated him. They did the same with Okana, but they did like fifteen episodes worth of "I hate this guy" in the like. However much of this episode he was in. Not even half, probably. Yeah. The outrageous, super concentrated O'Connor. Yeah, no, it was it was a massive, massive failure and on like, every level. Why was he palling around with these kids? Like, that's the that's the real question. Oh, Benzan and Yanar? Yeah. Well, I, that, that, I mean, he's a, he's a... They might have been of an age. He's a freighter pilot. He probably had been legitimately hired by one of the families for some other reason. I did like the name of his ship. The ship was called the Erstwhile, which is a nice Ooh, that word. That is a nice word. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a good thing you surprised they didn't call it like the Thousand Year Eagle or something. Erstwhile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, Erstwhile feels like a, a Douglas Adams ship or something. Kind of, yeah. But either way, I, I think it's not too inconceivable that he could have been on a legitimate trading mission for... Inconceivable! Yes. One of the parents, and then before he left, the kid was like, Mr. O'Connor, you gotta help me. I'm within the love with the girl from the planet. Would you How send me this message? How did he knock her up? 
if they're from different planets. Why are you he's doing... a really he, long con. Because he, he, he actually said... He said he smuggled. <laughs> she smuggled. said he's a really long con? Is that what you said? What, what did you say? I said he's a long con. Oh, damn it. That's not what I thought you said. Um, he does say... Yeah, yeah, you were saying. He snuck them to each other. Oh, is um, that what they said? Yeah. That's dumb. I thought you said it was a really long con or something, and that's why I thought it was like hilarious, even though I'm not sure if that makes sense. I don't know how that would make sense. It, well, it made me. Delighted. I'll take the credit anyway. I wish that's what you said, but I'm glad it isn't because it doesn't make sense. I'm the, well, what I said in reality was even worse. So don't worry about it. I don't know. Yeah, if you had a cock that big, I just feel like you would die if you got you have an to erection. Spiral it up. You could touch everyone's dick with that. He would have to have. He would. Have, <laughs> Sorry, you know um, those like spindles that they have for like um, garden hoses. Where you have to, like, <laughs> crank it back. You just have this big one for his dick. Uh, it would take like hours to urinate. It's like if you're a really long hose and you turn the water on. Yeah. It takes several seconds. I mean, like I said, if he ever actually got an erection, he would die. <laughs> like Probably, yeah. all of the blood, be just. And that's just the kid, the kid on the planet. Yeah. With the gem. Cock ring. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I was not very impressed by the gem. Because, like, he was like, he stole my gem! And you see him, like, actually playing with the gem at one point, but it wasn't even clear to me that it was a gem. I thought it was like a... I mean, this is the same series that had Deanna Troy's dowry be represented by obviously plastic jewels. They're still working on it. She got Arvin Shimmerman's face, though. That's that's true and that terrifying. True. <laughs> I'm in a box. Cork in a box. Yeah. All right, we get we done with this shit. <laughs> uh, Guinan was stuck up. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I like seriously, Guinan. I like Guinan. I like Guinan. I feel like all of her scenes, she just felt stuck up. Yeah, she's a little smug or something. Yeah. I mean, she is, but I like that about. Oh, her I actually, character. yeah. Yeah, but it didn't work as well in this yeah, one. Yeah, it didn't work off, off of Data actually wanting her help. Yeah, it's like, come on, lady. Like, she was better with Wesley, actually. Much. She Much. was punching down a little she bit. <laughs> well, that was something. Yeah. It certainly was. Well, I what, think... What's next week that's, that's going to be better than this? Oh, God. Uh, well, next, Anything. Well, let's see. Colonoscopy. Well, Let's see. The we episode. have uh, two episodes next week on oh, our boy. show. We'll be talking about The Next Generation, Episode 2, Season 5. You mean... Scratch that. that. Reverse, reverse it. it. Um, <laughs> loud as a whisper. As well as The Schizoid Man. Wubba, wubba, wubba. That's, um... The Schizoid Man. The Schizoid Man. That's, it feels uh, ableist. Well, it's, um... The title is the same as a title from the show The Prisoner from the 60s. Is it? Who is number one? I was going to say this also. I can't remember if it's a title or just. I'm a free man. It might not be. What would I tell you you are? It might not be the title, it might just be a line. Might be both. Of, uh, I think, an Emerson Lake and Palmer song, 20th Century Schizoid Man. Sitting in his schizoid land. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. But yeah, so that's next week. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, this isn't a visual medium. Yeah. Onions are making you cry. You're making me cry. Forget about it. <laughs> what are you... You jerking <laughs> off dicks. jerking off dicks. Turning them into dicks. What was up with that cigar? <laughs> that cigar was terrible. He said it was a pop a, thing. Yeah. He borrowed it from Bill Clinton. Oh, ooh, Jesus Christ. Cigar. So where can you find us <laughs> on social media, Jake? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Chris. Jesus, uh, go we are going to be on Tumblr and <laughs> yep. Twitter, SSHB Podcast. Uh, we are also on Facebook. You can just search for us, A Star to Steer Her By. We are, you can download our podcast on iTunes and on Apple and Google. Search for A Star to Steer Her By podcast. I'm sure you'll find it. Are We're, iTunes and Apple different things? No. They're all together. Okay. It's all one See, I thing. know nothing about how people will listen to our podcast, because I just listen right on SoundCloud. <laughs> well, it so. does kind of give well, us... I'm I go glad to you the, mentioned I, SoundCloud. I go to you the website. You can get us on SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud, Joe too. Joe Piscopo was a SoundCloud. You can subscribe with your podcast app on your phone. Yep. If you have an Android Google phone, search for podcast. Like OneCast Cer- or um, the other ones. You yeah. know, I have one that's called How do you listen Podcast to Addict. Jake? I like that's that. That's what I use. Oh, I actually, I have that one also. Oh, I well, have Podcast Addict We are all Podcast Addicts. I'm not. I do I not subscribe to our podcast. Why? But I will, and then... You should rate us. I will rate us on the iTunes.com. 
Oh, see, I Sorry have, have to hear her. I rated this on iTunes because that feels disingenuous. I think you have to do it. No, we don't have, we don't have very many ratings yet. So, I'm is not it disingenuous? Disingenuous. It just seems a little. It seems. It's like it's a little. It's not great. It's like a Trumpy thing to do. I think. Mm, yeah. It's like something. If Trump had a podcast, he would give himself five stars. No, no, he 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 wouldn't bother with that. He would just tell everyone it had six. He would hire a Russian botnet to do it for yeah. him. Yeah. I um, do. I do have a star to steer her by though on my one cast. Well, there you go. So, yeah, anyway, find us on all of those platforms or any other way. If you, I I think we should start putting out a weekly cassette tape. There we go. And you can send us self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah. We'll put the address. So, well, we're not going to give it our address. We'll get a P.O. box or something. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what we'll do. And we'll sign our names on it. We'll sign an autograph. What? I don't know. This is a mail-in promotion. Oh. So go into your parents' bedrooms and... Open up the leather wallet in your daddy's pants and take out the little green slips of paper and send them to me. And call dial 1900 and call Sandra. Call 1-900-SSHB-PODCAST. Hello. We will now play a Star to Steer, her by podcast. I mean, That would be a great way to raise money for the show. If it's charged a minute, we don't have to talk slow. We just put up our longest episode. No, Which every week we post an episode the on the 900 are... number, and then that's such a great idea. People could call up <laughs> and listen to the podcast on their phone. Yes, it can't fail. <laughs> Let's sell them something for $5 a minute that they can get for free on the internet. Well, we'll also... What a dastardly plan. Well, here we'll do. We'll put the raws up. That that's for our oh, trio. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, so much whoa. breathing. That's where the blackmail lives. You can't give them that. Fuck. Now Chris is fucking us, Jake. Do you see what he's just done? He's turned it around, so we're gonna have to give him the money so he doesn't charge them the money to listen to all the horrible things we've listen, said. Listen, listen, if this is if this is like a special thing for our true fans, I'm not really worried about anybody hearing it. Okay. Anyway, we don't have any. I think we've had enough. We have like thirty. We have. We've had thirty six hundred listens total as of today. Thirty six hundred. How long have we been doing this? Four years. That's how many. That's how many seconds are in an hour. Mm. Five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred minutes. How do you measure? Measure your dick. <laughs> see, uh, in centimeters, because it makes it feel bigger. Uh, <laughs> that's almost topical, because wasn't statements in the original uh, original? Yeah, cast? he, he, he originated the role of Mark, yeah. which is my favorite person in the statements show. Statements is a much better role. He's what a show nasally, is whiny Rent. shit. Rent. Rent. I love Anthony Rapp so much. If Anthony Rapp is listening to this podcast, I just want to say, is. obviously, that um, I love you. And I love your character, and I even liked your one-man show that you did in Boston. We have a really long end of their episode this week, because uh, we still haven't gotten out of it. Well, because Jake hasn't said his name yet. Oh, that's right. Man, I'm really losing it. This has been... This has been a star to steer her God damn it! ...podcast. Find us on iTunes. No, you did this bit. Oh, this, I did this has been... Star to steer her by. Son of a bitch! Jake us out! Oh, Jake us out! You should have just said that, man! <laughs> you never say that! I was trying not to! Thank you for trying! He's right. failing that hard! Alright, find us on iTunes. My name's Jake! This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This is always Caitlin. 1-900. Star to steer. 1-900. Make it stop. Take my wharf, please. <laughs>
So I'm sure a genie would just poof, kill me right there and say, well, you were healthy till you died. Just ask for a shitload of money. And then he'll li- you'll literally yeah, start shitting out money. Yeah. See? See? <laughs> oh, God, my anus! Or the, I, I, you know, I think that would be worth it. I, I feel like, too, though, I've seen a variant on that where, like, they wish for money. But rather than you poof the money, the genie, like, robs Steals a, a bank. bank. Yep. yep. And then, Steals of course, that guy gets arrested because he's got the... The bills. Ah. Yeah, that's like the, the fucking monkey's paw story where every I, I everything is terrible. Honestly say, between, like, nuclear annihilation... <laughs> disease, destitution, car crashes, other disasters that can happen. Polar bears. Polar bear attack. Toss salads. Toss salads, scrambled eggs, lightning strike. Out of all the things that I am deathly afraid of, genies are not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) See, our generation is soft, though, because I feel like up until the Disney's Aladdin, most genies were those sort of, I'm gonna grant your wish ironically and fuck you over genies. We have this screwed up notion that genies just the Robin nice guys who want to just kind of sing a song yeah. at you. Ain't never had a friend no, like me. Don't do that. Don't sing the song. We get pulled down. Disney somehow like finds it. Yeah. Seriously, it I, I post it five seconds later. A bunch of fucking literal Star Wars stormtroopers burst through the window and kick the shit out of me. That's, That's a good way Star to go. Star Wars TM. Sorry, yes. 